whether you like it or not, there's a storm coming. A pricing storm is coming. And if you haven't started to make provisions for when it hits, then you could be in trouble. What can we do about it? Let's find out. Do you desire a competitive advantage delivered weekly that will help propel you into the next level of your sales career? Then you have found the right place. Welcome to the Win the Deal Show, a B2B sales podcast for sales professionals like you that want to discover ways to improve your strategy, communication and negotiation techniques, and ultimately win more deals. Get ready to accelerate your sales growth. Now, here's your host, Tim Barnaby. Hello and welcome back to the Win the Deal Show. I am your host, Tim Barnaby. If you're watching this on my YouTube channel, you'll see there's a little bit of a change in the studio setup. I got a new microphone cover that's in red. I've used my black shirt with red included on it. I've got red in the background here, all in an effort to highlight there's a problem coming. I'm thinking back to my Star Trek fan days when the captain would call out, red alert, red alert, when there's a problem approaching. And metaphorically, there is danger afoot. We're facing hard economic challenges. And if you haven't experienced it already, you're about to start having conversations around your pricing, and how you can drop it to help your customer because they are hurting right now. There are areas that we need to discuss about whether this makes sense or not. So today, I'm gonna highlight some of the myths that we have with regards to pricing and how it's perceived and what you can do to combat this issue when it arrives. And trust me, it will be here sooner than you think. Before we get started, make sure you take the opportunity to grab my free guide to telling better sales stories the five must-haves to turn your sales story into a success. It's specifically for B2B sales professionals, and it outlines the easy, straightforward story selling strategies that I and my clients use to hone their most important asset. When used effectively, this will make you one step ahead to winning more deals. If you wanna make an impact on your sales, go to timbarnaby.com story and grab a copy of the five must-haves. When I think back to my time in procurement, there were some tumultuous times with regards to the economy and when it started to turn bad, how we were then responsible for helping the organization to cut costs. The terror tax of 2001, the financial meltdown in 2007, and most recently, the pandemic of 2020. In each of these challenging times, there was someone at the head of the company, usually a chief procurement officer or a chief financial officer, who set the tone and had the direction provided to us at the working level to go back to the supply base and get those costs down. It didn't matter how it was done, it just had to get done. And usually it meant pricing negotiations. If you haven't felt it already here in January, 2023, another economic challenging time is upon us. 
plenty of people have already been let go from high-tech companies like Google and Amazon. We are also seeing signs that an economy may be slowing down. And as much as the governments are trying to put measures in place to keep things moving forward, to, there are times where what is being done is not enough to counter the measures that are already hitting on everyday consumers. People will need to make choices. And those choices have real ramifications. For certain organizations, it means that people will not be able to afford buying their products and services anymore. And because of a lower revenue expectation for certain organizations, there's a flowdown from that. A flowdown that may be reaching your desk. Sooner or later, there will be a phone call or an email or a combination of both that will arrive at your desk stating that your customer in whatever industry you support is currently facing an economic challenge. And to avoid it, they're asking for your help to help them find concessions in your pricing or your costs that will help keep them afloat or at least help them with their economic challenges that they're facing. When these letters arrive, they're not to be taken lightly, but there is definitely some myths that are surrounding them that perhaps we can talk through and see whether or not there really are some truth or not to what's being stated. The first myth is that the price reduction is all about cost, that the cost that you have been providing for however long it has been, you could have won the deal in the last six months or in the last six years, but the pricing that's on the contract or that's on the purchase order right now is too high for your customer. And is that really the truth? At the end of the day, your customer is looking to reduce expenses. And that is ultimately what is being asked. But if you drop your price, your unit price, is that going to help your organization? Is that really going to help your customer? Think about it. If they are going to continue to buy your product and you've just reduced the price, will they buy more or less? They likely see a deal. And in challenging times, people might think that the deal might go away in the future and that means they need to buy more. In other instances, there is no intention to ever stop with the services at all. But it's only by you reducing your unit cost, it makes it appear as though the total costs are going down. When in fact, total costs might be going up because they've even used more of the services. I think back to that pandemic in 2020, where companies like translation services companies who may not have adopted an AI approach yet and use more hands-on people to do the translation work were asked to reduce their costs. And did we stop doing translation? No, there was actually more communication that needed to be done. We needed to communicate more with our 
and cons- uh, customers. You needed to communicate more internally to keep everybody known of what was happening in the businesses. There was more work to be done. And yet we pushed the burden onto the people that were doing the work by help asking them to help reduce the cost by u- re- lowering their unit price. So it can be the unit price, but it can also just be the total expenses of what is being paid for that need to be taken into consideration. The second myth is that price negotiations are always adversarial. And let's be really honest. The pricing piece is one of the most looked at aspects of any negotiation. Because no matter what the investment is, someone will always feel like it's too much. Penny gum is too much for some people. When it comes time to ask for price concessions, and that will usually come from a procurement department, it will feel adversarial because procurement will default to what they know best, which is good cop, bad cop. They will have to play the role of bad cop. Role that they generally do not like to play. I'm sure there are some who enjoy that aspect of it just because of certain leverage that they may have. But they aren't the relationship builders then. The ones that are really looking for the true best interest of the organization. They're only looking to fulfill a metric that has been handed down to them. And if you reduced your costs, if you truly were just to hand back 20% or 25% of your profitability to your customer and every single customer who asked for it, how long before you see your organization suffer because of it? And what are we really saying by just handing it back to them anyway? So they're going to come at us and be very strong in their position of saying, we need you to help us break through our challenges. We need you to help us maintain our ability to service our end customers. They're going to throw everything they can at you as a reason why you should help and reduce your cost. And it will feel adversarial because they're under a lot of stress to get this done. As I mentioned, just because price and concessions were given doesn't necessarily mean that the organization is going to stop or slow down on the use of services. With that in mind, we need to be aware that the more they push, the more adversarial it will feel. And it's likely because there is an an extreme amount of pressure being put on procurement to deliver on the results. And it will come at the benefit of really short-term gain. The long-term investment, the long-term relationship, the long-term impact to the organization will not be thought of in the moment. It will truly just be what price reduction can be made at that time. A third myth that is thought to be true is that if we don't deliver on price concessions when asked during these challenging times, our services will automatically be bid out. There, again, 
is part of the good cop, bad cop routine. If you don't deliver for me today, I will make sure that somebody else wins your business tomorrow. Is this true? If your service is truly a swap in and swap out type of a service, like it's a battery, I suppose there is that real risk. If you just won the business six months ago and you went through an RFP process that took three months, six months, a year, do we honestly believe that because we didn't give up on a price concession so early into the contract that we will now turn around and have to bid out the work again? Sure, the RFP is more readily available now than the one that was done six years ago by three procurement people previously. And the challenge is that we still know there is an integration piece that needs to happen. There's a part of bidding out the services that time-wise can be done relatively quickly. But to offboard your organization and onboard a new solution without affecting the business, without adding transition costs, without adding extra strains onto the organization would just be the wrong way to look at it because it's not possible. There are many factors that need to be taken into consideration when an organization decides to go to market. And while they will be disappointed if we don't give up on the pricing, we know that if they wanted to go to market, it would be extremely difficult for them to do it. Now that we know that there are these myths that are around and that they may not entirely be true, we still need to address the real issue that there is a pricing ask for us. And what are we going to do about it? Let's address three key issues of what we can do to be proactive when we are called upon to consider pricing adjustments to our current contracted value with our current customer. Number one, let's think of the outcome. I've spoken on previous podcasts about this topic before. We're not selling features and benefits, we're selling outcomes. And when we position the outcome as being far greater to achieve with the small investment dollars that we have, and their return is much greater than there's safety in moving forward with us for that reason. When they come back and ask us to then reduce our investment dollars, you need to rethink about how that helps them solve the problem. At the end of the day, you made an investment in this customer with your time and energy and resources to help them overcome a business problem that they are facing. Have they now got a new problem that they need to adjust to? And will your solution be affected by that problem? Or is there a way that our solution could perhaps be adjusted one way or the other? Reduce scope, revised licenses, what... Where can we find creativity that is linked directly back to the problem in which it solves for to help create a, a position whereby 
we're not necessarily dropping our price or reducing our investment as much as we are revising the way in which our investment dollars are being positioned. And how is that affecting the overall business problem that they are facing? We need to consider that we position the investment in any adjustments up or down as it relates to the business problem in which it solves for. The second key issue is being transparent. This one, again, will be difficult to achieve. Difficult because the buyers, the procurement department, the people you interact with are all going to be under pressure. But we need to be transparent when we have the conversations. Yes, we have received your letter. Yes, we are having a conversation now on the phone. And yes, I fully hear that you are asking me to reduce my price. What is the real issue that we are trying to achieve here? It's not that my one and only company is the one that it has to have its price decreased. There are There is clearly a target that is being addressed with all of your suppliers. Can we talk about what the target might be? Can we talk about, is it truly that the unit pricing needs to come down or that the total expenses needs to come down? If it's that the total expenses need to come down, is there something that we can do to help you reduce it? Maybe set a cap on how much people buy. Maybe there are services that are not being used currently under the suite that we can look at putting a pause on and adjusting investment dollars accordingly. Maybe it's a cash flow issue. And even though we would use payment terms as a negotiating tool, a way in which thinking about the book, The Transparency Sale, and Todd Capone positions it, that we're willing to pay you in the form of a discount if we can get more favorable payment terms. But in a time of economic crisis or challenging economic times, perhaps we're willing to reconsider that position. We may be better off from a cash flow perspective that we would be willing to alleviate payment terms from what we currently have today, for example, a net 30 position, to a net 60 position for a six-month or 12-month duration, which then gives them the added cash flow that they would need without reducing our costs. What creative solutions can we talk about to, again, address the business problem that they're facing and how it affects them that doesn't have to always address the unit pricing that we've agreed with? How can we have that open and transparent conversation and make sure that we are giving enough and getting enough to make it equitable for both parties? Set the tone that transparency is key, that we need to have a dialogue where everybody is involved and engaged and open to alternate solutions than just price concessions. The third key that you want to consider, especially if you have no other option but to reduce your price, is to engage with caution. The reality is that this is not the first time this has happened. 
I've already given examples of what has happened in the past. And you can be sure that when we move forward from this, whatever we may face here in the very near future, something else will happen again. When it does, do we believe that those procurement professionals or anybody that we dealt with in the organization is going to remember what we did now? And the answer is likely not. At least not at first. They will likely remember that there was something that was done at a certain time. Because there's still going to be business cases that are written up about how much savings came and from which suppliers, who did the most, who did the least. All of that will be documented within the organizations. But it will fall on deaf ears when the next crisis happens. Do you believe that those same organizations that were reached out to just three years ago when the economy was asked to be shut down? Do you believe that nobody's going to go back to them during this crisis and say, we need your help again? They will absolutely go back to those same organizations, use the same tactics, and push to get what is needed. So I would encourage you and your organizations that if you want to engage in price negotiations, that you do so in a way that you're cautious about how it's handled. You may consider putting a time limit on these price negotiations, and meaning that the pricing will be dropped for the next six months or a year, but will then be able to go back up, maybe back up more. If we have to negotiate a price decrease now, can we not negotiate our price increase for the future at the same time? This isn't meant to go on for years and years. Even though the objective usually of any procurement department is, how do I get my costs to go down every single year? Consider that this will happen again and again in the future. Hopefully not in as rapid a pace as what we are currently seeing. But we know that there will be challenges again in the future. Being creative now, being open to different ways of looking at the the problem and finding alternative solutions that still meets the criteria of what the customer is trying to achieve is a better way to approach than just automatically giving price adjustments. But if you do, I would encourage you to engage with caution because what is seen as short-term benefit for long-term gain, the long-term gain is usually the piece that gets left out. And when it does, there can usually be hard feelings for those who stick it out and are assigned to, co to customers for the long term. We will remember those conversations and how difficult they were and how challenging they were to come to an agreement on what could be done. And in the future, there will be one party who will do their best to forget and deploy a tactic like a good cop, bad cop to get what they need again in the future. So engage with caution and consider whether or not it makes sense in this moment, in this time, to give in and what has to happen for the moment and make sure that it's done for the right reasons for your organization to keep you surviving and making future investments in your business that you will still be around in the future to support your customer. Let's recap. Pricing 
is about the cost. More, it's more likely about reduced expenses, and there are alternate ways in which we can consider looking at the problem. But position the problem first. Position that problem as it relates to the investment dollars that you made. And if any adjustments are to be made, we still do tie it back to a business problem that the customer may be facing. Price negotiations will be seen as adversarial and they will feel adversarial in the moment. It's likely just the pressure that's being put on the appropriate teams to meet a goal that's been arbitrarily set by some executive. Having open, transparent conversations and getting our customers to have dialogue that is constructive and really and truly understand what the outcome is for and how it will impact both parties is a better way to approach this so that we can both work through the challenge and both continue to have a well-working relationship, not just after this negotiation, but set up for future negotiations. And finally, pricing not being met will automatically be bid out. The likelihood is limited, but contextually it could happen based on the type of service or solution that you offer. Think of the right context of how that's positioned based on your knowledge of how the business was won in the past and what it took for you to implement for your customer and how that might affect their business going forward should they decide they want to pursue that avenue. But take any willingness on your part of your organization to make any adjustments to your pricing with caution. Be aware that there will be hardships in the future. And if you give in automatically from the start right now, you're setting the expectation that that is exactly what will happen every time moving forward. So engage with caution. Be aware that any short-term gains will be lost in any long-term value. It will never be seen by your customer in the future as something that was help, was a supporting in the, this moment because this moment will pass. And if it makes sense for your organization to help out and you have the ability to do so, then do it. And know that your organization still needs to be there tomorrow to support them, to support that customer. So do what's right for your organization and for your customer so that you both will continue to win new deals in your futures. Today has been a long conversation. And so I am not going to do a book review at this time. I hope that what I've offered you gives you a little bit of a sense of what may be happening right now in this current moment. And if it isn't, I hope that it at least gives you insight of what you should be thinking about over the next one to three months as we continue to see a challenging economic time. I will hope that things will pick up, that this situation actually doesn't come to fruition, that we see booming times ahead and that everyone is just 
saying things in the moment that aren't necessarily true. And with that, that the economic times will actually be prosperous for all of us. And for the work that lies ahead, by being prepared for these difficult, challenging times, we'll ready ourselves for any potential negotiation that could happen. So take this knowledge, use it for good, share it with your colleagues, and make sure that when you're thinking about pricing, when you're being asked to adjust, that you're doing it for the right reasons, that it makes sense for your organization to do so because ultimately you want to be around for the next deal and many more deals. Today's episode is for you to digest, reflect upon, and go out and implement so that you will continue to win more deals. Thank you for listening to the Win the Deal Show. What action will you take away and implement? We would love it if you would leave a rating and review in order to help others like you find this show. And remember to subscribe so that you will be the first to hear the latest episode. Check out all our episodes at winthedealshow.com. Thank you for listening. Now, go out, take massive action, and win the deal.